Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. Right here. I could listen to it all night, but, but it's such a big news week. I mean, obviously, let's get right to the big story. The fate of the Supreme Court and maybe the nation hangs in the balance. I'm kidding. Stormy Daniels wrote a book about Trump's dick. Um, <laughs> it's true. He did. It's called It Takes a Village to Find It. No. No. <laughs> It's called Full Disclosure, and uh, Trump says he isn't comment- commenting. He hasn't seen it. His dick, not the book. <laughs> it's been years. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> and it's not all about his dick, but it's a lot about his dick. And Stormy Daniels, who would know, <clears throat> and she says it is small, but it has a big head like a mushroom. That's what she said. <laughs> a head like a mushroom. <laughs> also, it stands for the national anthem. Other than that, it's a normal... Normal penis, but okay. Right. Let's get to the other dick in the news. Brett Kavanaugh is the. Uh, this time last week, Brett Kavanaugh was uh, heading to uh, to be on the nation's highest court, and now he is heading to the world's worst high school reunion. Uh, <laughs> because. Anonymous is not anonymous anymore. We have an extremely credible woman, a psychology professor, who says back in 1982, when she was 15 and Kavanaugh was 17, Kavanaugh and a friend attacked her at a party, and Republican defenders are saying that we shouldn't be revisiting things that happened decades ago, which is what I say about Roe versus Wade. Uh, (laughs) But there are other... (laughs) There are other big lies that, you know, if we're judged by what we did in high school, my God, none of us would have jobs. Okay, well, you know what? It's true. We all did stupid things when we were young. I sold pot in college. But I never pinned anyone down and forced the pot in their throat. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Roy Moore is... Really, the Republicans, boy, they get in line. Roy Moore is defending (laughs) Brett Kavanaugh. He said what they're doing to Brett Kavanaugh makes him very mad. Uh, He's also very mad that he wasn't invited to that party with the teenagers. He loved him. Party? Party, it was five people. Did you... I only found this out. Five people. This could be investigated so easily by the FBI, if the Republicans wanted to go that route, you know, an actual investigation. It's okay. (laughs) I mean, it's a small community. Brett Kavanaugh went to an all-boys Catholic prep school. It's the kind of place where the kid goes into confession and says, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And the priest says, dude, I was there. (laughs) 
<laughs> I told you, the Republicans, they all get behind the same story. The one they are all talking about now today, I can't even believe this, is that, listen to this, this is their best defense yet. Uh, Dr. Ford perhaps was attacked, but not by Brett Kavanaugh, by someone who looked exactly like Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> this is what the, his doppelganger, that's what they're saying. Five people were at the party and one brought a robot double. I, this, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Remember 80s parties? They were kind of like that. There were a lot of evil twins. Uh, remember that documentary about Michael Jackson where he's nice at first and then he's a werewolf? <laughs> Trump, of course, standing by his men. Trump said yesterday about Kavanaugh. He said he's a great gentleman with an impeccable reputation. And he knows this because Brett Kavanaugh spent nine hours at the White House the first day this broke. Nine hours. For a guy with an innocent story, that's a lot of time to spend at the White House. Been there all week. But Trump knows this because he said he and Brett Kavanaugh had a long, serious talk, pussy grabber to pussy grabber. <laughs> Just the two of them. And, uh, and Mike Pence says this will keep happening as long as America ignores the problem <laughs> of boy girl sock hops. You know, it's. <laughs> And, and Betsy DeVos says it means we should get rid of high school. So, you know, everything. <laughs> but uh, finally, I'm going to North Carolina over the weekend. I can't wait to entertain the people there. Trump was there. They, I know, they've had a very rough time. Trump was touring the storm damage in uh, the Carolinas the other day, and I swear to God, a guy came up to him and he said, I named my dog after you. <laughs> here, boy, here, mushroom dick. <laughs> And a little later, we'll be speaking with my great friend P.J. O'Rourke. But first up, you know this guy, the Oscar-winning director of Bowling for Columbine, Sicko and Fahrenheit 911. His latest documentary, Fahrenheit 11.9, opens today. The People's Comedian, Michael Moore. That's what you are to me. You are the people's comedian. I, well, not in a North Korean way. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> tribune of the people, and you have done it again, Maestro. I don't know how you keep doing it. You know, you you do what journalism should do, which is you make what's important interesting. Yeah, and yeah. compelling, and you can't take your eyes off it. And this movie, first of all, the the title fell right in your lap, there, didn't it? Yeah, I he mean, that, he was appointed president at right. two twenty nine in the morning on eleven nine. That's, Spooky. 16, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the movie coming out right before the election, obviously, you want that. You're, you're, you don't make any bones about you're a polemicist like I am. We want people to agree with our point of view. Yes. What would, and vote. The, and vote. And vote. Is that the main message you <laughs> want to... <laughs> what's, what's the main thing you want people to come away knowing from this? It's not a democracy if you're sitting on the bench... Everybody has to get off the bench. Everyone has to participate. It's not a spectator sport. Right. And, and But what the movie shows and tries to explain as to why sometimes people stay on the bench. And, and I, I get into talking about this, about the Democratic Party, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a balancing act in this film because um, it's, you know, it's, it's listed as Michael Moore's Trump film, 
but nobody wants to go to the theater and look at Trump for two hours. No. So, so I do a favor for the audience. Right. I don't think you see him more than 20 minutes in the film, but right. it is about the Trumpian time in which we live. No, I, I think and it's how great. we got here. I think it's great that I mean I do this too. You go after the Democrats. I mean yes. that's what friends do. Yes, they're honest with their friends. That is correct. Cowards don't. Right. And, and you are very brave in this. I mean, you, you, you say very unflattering things about both Clinton and Obama and Hillary. Yes, which, is, uh, which was hard. First of all, I love President Obama. We may not have a better president in my lifetime. Um, so... It's, it's, um, I, I was for Bernie, but I was out there stumping for Hillary in the general election and right. trying to get people out there. But you seem to keep harping on this idea. I, I mean, I came away from it with that old Republican talking point notion, oh, crooked Hillary, she stole it from Bernie. But she didn't steal it from Bernie. I mean, she got a lot more votes than Bernie. Correct. Except yeah. we'll never know, really know because in the 22 states that he won, which is three less than half the country, half the states. But caucus states. But, well, so, yes, many That's, caucus states. Okay. They, this is, they've got to get rid of that system. It should just be a primary where right. everybody votes, and there's no superdelegates. Whoever gets the most votes is the person who, at the convention, becomes the candidate. That's, that's the easy way to do that and to fix right. it. And they, the DNC, a few weeks ago, they had a meeting, and they said they got rid of the superdelegates, but they didn't. People need to understand this. All they did was say the superdelegates cannot vote on the first ballot at the convention. After that, they could vote on every ballot right. and everything else. So they did not get rid of the superdelegates. And, and to the Republicans' credit, they actually don't have superdelegates. Whoever's at that convention is, you know, whoever is there to represent the white people that voted for them. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> the white people deserve a party, Bill. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> they're Americans, too. No, they are. That's uh. very true. That's how Trump won. He made, he made his people feel like a minority. Right, and right. They, they still think that. I mean, they think reverse racism is a bigger problem than racism. I mean... Right. The th problem here, though, is that... And, and I know this personally, and I feel this personally, and that's why it's in this film, because I... Hillary lost Michigan by about two votes per precinct. That's right. it. All right, they never should have lost a blue state. And I interviewed John Podesta in the film, and I said, well, how did this happen? And, and, and how, first of all, the vote got depressed because the people of Flint, when they were told that she got the questions in advance, and Bernie didn't, that they felt used as props out there in the audience standing up and asking their question, and they already knew, Hillary already knew what the question was. So people first were upset about that. In Michigan, this never happens. There were more people, a record number of people voting in the April primary between her and Bernie than who showed up in the general election in November. And in the film, I, I show something that, sadly, President Obama did by coming to Flint and, and um, telling people the water was okay. It was still poison. And then he pretended to drink from a glass of water and, and then said it wasn't a stunt. And it was. And it, put a, it just put a knife in the heart of so many people in Flint who were hoping he would come, bring the Army Corps of Engineers, dig up these poison pipes, and replace the pipes in the city. And, and, and in fact, he didn't do that. And, and then people gave up. And a lot of people stayed home. They didn't vote for Trump, but they just they stayed home. 
And um, now you and I wish that that wouldn't happen and you shouldn't stay home and you should see clearly how bad it's going to be. But you cannot talk to people who have suffered so much, especially in this town where their jobs were eliminated 30 years ago. Then the economy was was ruined. The pipes are poisoned. And then as I show in the film, Obama sends the Pentagon in to use Flint as target practice. And for 10 days and 10 nights in a row, fires missiles and bombs into abandoned buildings troops firing their guns. Nobody was told in advance that they were coming. Everybody thought it was a terrorist incident. And, and, and it's like they, the feeling that we're just, we're nobody, and, and America's forgotten us. We're still drinking out of bottled water. And, and in this small little example, you see how sometimes the Democrats really screw it up. They're the party of the people. They should be there for the people. They should fight for the people. And the, but the good news about this election in November, is that people like myself and others, you've contributed uh, to the DSCC. Uh, oh, I'm still feeling where, it. Where do, you get, where do you get this money? I, because I... No divorces, no alimonies. <laughs> really. People ask me this all the time. No divorces, no alimonies, no kids. Right. No stupid hobbies like celebrities have. I don't collect fucking cars or motorcycles right. or paintings. I don't do coke or hookers. You know, no. not all the crazy right. no. shit that people do, I don't do. So a lot of... And the Mets. So there's a lot of money that... Yeah, and that, but that's what I spend it on. Right, right. That's what... Because... Well, thank you for doing that. And what Hartley and others have done have gone out and... Yes, and let's do it more. Run for office. And by the way, that million looked sillier five weeks ago when I did it because the Senate didn't look like it's in play. It is in play. It is very much in play. Yes, it is. And thank you. If you remember when I was on your show in June, and I said to you, we can win the Senate, and you said to me on the show even then, oh, wait a minute, where are you going to get this? And I said, well, you border two states (laughs) right here with Arizona and Nevada. Right. Those are winnable states for the Senate. You always straighten me out. No, no. No, it's true. (laughs) No, but but thank you for not asking yeah. me to contribute. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you got divorced. You, um, you mean... <laughs> <laughs> what? You did. You know, I, you know. Look, I, and I... <laughs> and you've been through a lot. I was going to ask you, you know... been through a lot, Bill. <laughs> I, yeah, I, this, but there's never any of the worse than divorce. I know. I, every guy tells me the same thing. It's no, no, you know. no, there was the person who built the fertilizer bomb that was yes. going to blow up my house. I wanted to ask that that you guy that, was worse than the I divorce. I wanted to ask you that be, because, you know, I think getting lost in the story about Professor Ford mm. is that she had to move out of her house and she gets death threats and there's a smear campaign on the Internet and things go viral. And, you know, we've become this death threat society. Yeah. And, you know, people say to me sometimes, oh, you know, do you think this could get, vi- get violent? I think it is violent. Mm. But I also think that's Trump's next card to play. Yes. I've already seen him talking about it. If, he's, if the Democrats take over, he says, they're very violent people. Mm-hmm. Right. We're the violent people. Right. You know, he always right. turns it, you're right. the puppet. Right. Always turns it around. But that's what he has when the Mueller report comes out or when some other thing crashes yeah. down on he's him. He's the violent person. He, he's the sexual predator. Oh, totally. He is an admitted yeah. sexual predator. Yeah. And I don't mean just the Billy no. Bush bus. You're the only person on TV who will state exactly right. what, you know, if you, if anybody is a public high school teacher in here, uh, a public school teacher, if you, there's a law in the state of California and in most states that if, let's say, uh, uh, 
your 13-year-old girl student comes to you and says, um, my dad keeps saying that if I weren't, if I weren't uh, his daughter, uh, he'd be dating me. My dad, my dad said the other day that right. the thing that we have most in common is sex. Um, my, 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 here's, yes, this picture my dad wanted me to take with me sitting on his lap and kissing him. If you were a teacher and were given that, you were required by the law to turn him in. That you've shown this on your show. He has done, he did this when she was a tween, when she was a teen, and he bragged about how voluptuous my daughter is, and she's a teenager. That... The thing is that we let him get away with this. The media let him get away with it. All his friends in the media, Les Moonves, uh, Roger Ailes, all the, the Bill O'Reilly's, the Matt Lowers. I show this all in the film. Bill the, Shine the, the, the is line, now yes, exactly. who was the guy at Fox News right. when Roger Ailes was there covering and Bill, o, Bill O'Reilly. Now he's the advisor to Trump in the White House prepping Brett Kavanaugh, the Republican Party. They're always six degrees from sexual harassment, that part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot closer than just six. Degrees yes. of okay. it. They they believe in this. That's why they don't like this woman who's come okay. forward, and and they want to go after her now. And they've given her until like, tonight or something. Right. That, Ridiculous. Well, right now I think when we're on right. the air. Because women love ultimatums. That's what. Yeah. Especially Shut those up. who have been victimized <laughs> yes. by men. You know, <laughs> nothing like saying to a potential rape right. victim, uh, or or you know, uh, you got till ten o'clock. Especially when it's to tell us about the rape. Ch- <laughs> You know, it's like Chuck Grassley, who's 85,000 years old and looks like he's out of the crucible, you know. Right. You have to. Okay. I Michael, I got to go. I can talk to you all night. Oh, I'll yeah. talk to you after. All yeah, right. Yeah. Michael Moore, ladies Thank and gentlemen. You, the People's Comedian. Go see this movie. It's entertaining and important. All right. Let's meet Thank our you. panel. Thank you. All right, he is the syndicated progressive radio host whose bestseller, Last Hours of Ancient Sunlight, is being re-released this week. Tom Hartman, welcome back, Tom. She is a Washington Post opinion columnist and a CNN commentator, Catherine Rampell. Hey, how you doing? And he hosts Fox News, The Next Next Revolution, and his next book is Positive Populism, Revolutionary Ideas to Rebuild Economic Security, Family, and Community in America. Steve Hilton. Hey, Steve, good to have you here. Okay, yes, a programming note. October 19th, we're on until the after the election. There'll be no weeks we're not on, but October 19th is going to be a special one. Um, I've been on television for 25 years. I don't know how it, uh, that's okay. But Politically Incorrect went on. In 1993, and I looked at the calendar, it's 2018. I don't know how it happened. So we're having a show called The Anniversary Show and 15 years here on my beloved HBO. So October 19th. I think you'll enjoy it. We worked hard on it. Okay, so um, let's talk about this latest news. Senator Grassley, right, it's Friday night, he said, and nothing's been agreed to. He's, like Michael said, extending the deadline to 10. She's not going to take it. And then he said, we cannot continue to delay... Why? Why can't they continue to delay it? It's a completely <laughs> artificial deadline. For some reason, Obama, Republic- they delayed a I year. know, exactly. For, for some reason, Republicans were content to have a seat open for almost a year so they could steal it from Obama, <laughs> but they can't wait, like, three days? I, I feel That's like- how long it took to do the Anita Hill investigation. 
And what's particularly yeah. insane is, is they're saying, uh, oh, well, he was 17, you know, uh, what you do as a teenager shouldn't have lasting consequences. Just a few months after Brett Kavanaugh did, ruled in trying to keep this uh, 17-year-old immigrant, uh, Garza, I believe her name was, uh -huh. uh, a girl uh, who was pregnant, right. try, pr trying to get an abortion. He's saying, no, you're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life, that sexual indiscretion. I think that's right. Um in terms of the big point here, which is that whatever happens with the process, um, and it's still unclear exactly how, the, how it's going to go, the back and forth, there's something really important, which is, you know, when it all started, people, as you touched on, they said, well, you know, it happened such a long time ago, and, well, he was drunk, and this is the kind of thing that happens. And what's really important is I think you've just seen this outpouring of saying, no, that is not OK. We can't live in a society where that is acceptable. And I think that's the big thing that will come out, even though... We still don't know exactly what the process is going to be. And Dan Ginsburg pulled out because he smoked pot in high school. I mean, he stepped down. He had For the, the same good grace. Yeah. Yeah. What year was that? That was like 1987. Under, under Reagan, right. He, yeah. Pot smoker. I, I, would I smoked also pot I... on this show. Two years. <laughs> no yeah. Supreme Court seat no, for you. No, real pot. I mean, that's no how Supreme Court seat for you. Yes. You ought to watch it sometime. So Elon yeah. Musk, yeah. Elon Musk learned from the master. Yes. <laughs> uh, but that's how far we've come. I, I think also I, it's, not, it's not just about his character. Um, it's about his credibility. And he has raised so many questions about his credibility. If he is willing to lie about this alleged assault, if he's willing to lie about the fact that he received these stolen memos when he was in the Bush White House, if he's willing to lie about the fact that he got these sexually explicit emails from a uh, circuit court judge he worked for who subsequently had to resign because of those emails, how do we know that he's telling the truth about anything else, he including is, he, on Roe v. Yeah. Wade? He is a liar under oath. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting that... Yeah, he should be prosecuted for that, and he should be impeached from his current position on the D.C. circuit. But let, look, let me offer you a, another perspective on it, which you might expect, which is that I, well, as this has been unfolding, I completely agreed with the point a lot of people have been making from a sort of independent, reasonable perspective, which is we've got to let the facts get gathered, give it some time, all of that, agree with that, until... Yesterday, actually, when I saw, saw Kirsten Gillibrand, and it seemed to me that suddenly it had tipped over from being reasonable to being something very unreasonable and something we should all be frightened of, really, which is she was making an argument that, basically, he is guilty and he can, until he can prove himself innocent. And that is not something, I think, that we should accept. No. And furthermore, there's a hypocrisy to it. I wouldn't mind that so much if the same standard was being applied to others in her party who have had serious no. allegations made against them, like Keith Ellison. But that's not happening. What about Eric Schneiderman? No, wait a minute. Keith, all Keith Ellison is facing the voters. There will be a decision by the voters. That's called democracy. Right. Kavanaugh is not facing voters. In fact, if he was, he would be losing by five points right Totally agree with you, Tom, but so surely you'd... That's, you'd... that's apples and No, I get it. It's a completely but... different thing, number well. one. And number two, those allegations are out there. The voters of, of Minnesota can decide whether they want Keith, Keith Ellison or, under those circumstances and whether they believe that as their attorney general. That, that has nothing to do with a lifetime it's the appointment. the attitude on the I'm speaking Court. about, which is the attitude, which is that the, the victim should be believed... And should be given the chance There's to no make Democrats a case. Out there okay, saying yeah. what, that, no, what happened? That, that's a, I'm going to back up even end. further and say he shouldn't even be having this hearing because he shouldn't be up for the Supreme Court yep. because <laughs> it should be Merrick Garland. And if we didn't have the Electoral College, okay, Al Gore would have appointed the two that Bush appointed. And if we didn't have the Electoral College, Trump, Hillary would be president. The Supreme Court would be a liberal court. That would reflect the people. That's not what we have. 
And I think as long as we have this situation... I mean, if we could live in a completely yeah, but, alternate reality, but... But, Bill, we don't. I think... But, well, I know, but I think the, the problem but with that's that is important. That, no, no, the, that the, 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 Before 2000, you know, the Supreme Court more or less reflected the makeup of the people's politics. Now, because they steal elections, partly with the help of the Constitution, yes, partly... Now it doesn't. Right, and the Electoral College is a vestige of slavery. It was a sop to the slave states. Right. So, but Bill, when, you know, when we got to strip this stuff out of our Constitution. When you talk about the people's interests... <laughs> and when, when, when you talk about the people's interests not, not coming first, I completely agree with you about that. But that's not just because of the court. That's because of our laws and the fact that Congress makes laws that favour the interests of always the corporate sector, big business, the people at the top. That's the laws you've got to change, and you can't as long as you've basically got a Congress which is but bought by corporate interests. But whose fault is that? Yeah. You're on everyone. Fox News. I mean, everyone. Who, it's not everyone. No. It is. Because really, Democrats, you think the Democrats... Democrats and thing. Really? I mean, oh, hang on a second. The, both parties literally collaborate in a system where they buy the outcomes they want. Big business buys the outcomes it wants from okay, the political Tell me system. something, tell me something. Who passed a tax cut yeah. where 80 <laughs> percent of the benefits went to the top 1 percent of Americans? This was that a Democratic bill or was that a Republican bill? If you bill? look at the way that... The, if you... <laughs> decades. In fact, Obama passed the largest middle class tax cut in the history of the United States. It, literally for decades you've seen an agenda pushed forward that favours the owners of businesses, not workers, that takes power away from communities, that, that undermines families. All of this has happened under administrations of both parties, whoever controls Congress, and it's been going on for so long. It's been going on since the 1980s. That's, that's, that's not true. It's just it not, is true. It's, it's not. not. It, they've, they've both been there in Congress, but the people who push for the programs that you're talking about are, not, are from who, one who's, party. Yeah, who's trying but, to cut, I mean, who's, okay, who's let's trying just to take, cut Medicaid? Uh, wait, who's okay. trying to cut food stamps? Also, who's trying to cut the entire social safety net for poor people at, from middle They always, class they always run on, we're going to cut... They always run, like Trump did, on... We're going to cut your taxes, and then they cut their taxes. Let's look at... That, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, I'm I, pretty sure the forgotten man was not, like, dying for yeah. a bigger <laughs> tax break for corporate jets. Right. Which was in the bill, by the way. When you say that it only happens... Look at Obamacare, right? Obamacare. Look, look at, look at, no, look was at, paid for. Wait, look at Obamacare. Look who it favoured. Literally, who wrote that legislation? The insurance companies wrote the legislation. Max no. Borkus... What, what, what's happened to the uninsured since then? OK, wait a second. Wait a second. The insurance the companies... Legislation the legislation was from the insurance companies. Lobbyists do write Republican legislation word yes. for word. They did not write Obamacare. They yes, did. They were, That's why the insurance companies they, did so well out of it. Billions of dollars of subsidies. They were in there from the beginning. That's right. Because he wanted to make it a bill that the Republicans might vote for. That's why it was basically Mitt Romney's old plan. And you're right, it doesn't go far enough, but yes. they, that wasn't good enough for them because populists in this country, they're not really populists. They're people who have a grievous against racial matters and it masquerades as economic matters. That's what I think a populist is. Okay, well, that's why. But... That's exactly why. We, I, that's exactly why we've got to make an argument for how we can make... Okay. Things work for working people right. once again. In like tag team wrestling, I'm going to bring out a ally of yours now. Okay. But first, we're going to do 25 things you don't know about me. Now, this is uh, something that I have to admit. <laughs> it's in Us Weekly every week. I even did it once in Us Weekly. But we stole it, and now I think we own it. And the guy who really needs it this week is Brett Kavanaugh. 25 things you didn't know about Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> 
albinos call me whitey. <laughs> I spent my teenage years completely blacked out, yet I remember never doing anything wrong. That's so interesting. He's... If you leave me in a hot car, I melt and become Ted Cruz. That's... I didn't know that about Brett Kavanaugh. I... For my first communion, I drank Christ's blood out of a red Solo party cup. <laughs> when I was a young man, Mother and I ran a motel. <laughs> when a waiter asked what I'll be having, I refused to comment on a hypothetical. <laughs> I've never pinned someone to a bed and covered their mouth with my hand. I use a pillow like when I killed Scalia. (laughs) My spirit animal is the alligator on an Izod shirt. (laughs) Uh, In high school, I was voted most likely to need 65 character witnesses. (laughs) The other day, I bumped into President Trump, and he said, pardon me, and we both had a good laugh. He's the author of the new book, None of My Business, and editor-in-chief of the web magazine, American Consequences. One of my mentors, P.J. O'Rourke, is over here. Okay. Paige, how are you, pal? You're looking good. How are you? I'm good. All right. Good. I can't not complain. Well, well, yeah, I can't complain because the whole economy is about to fall apart. You know, you know, this knocking is... out everything you guys have just been talking about because everybody is going to be like uh, living in the street, you know, and licking water out of the gutter and uh, eating <laughs> eating their pets. But I was. <laughs> going to be very bipartisan. This is sort of a continuation of the discussion we were having. The uh, subtitle of your book, Why I'm Not Rich and Neither Are You. And I would say... But you re- are. Well, you were before you donated all that money to the Democrats. You know. <laughs> so you've been rich. Yeah, let's, let's give that a rest. Okay. Right? It, does, <laughs> it hurts every time I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they lose. Yeah. But, um... But, I, I mean, I read in your book, your father made $10,000. Yeah. And yet you lived in a house that was a pretty nice house. Yeah, two Food cars. on the table, only one bread earner you needed, a, a, two right. cars. Yeah. So who took all that money? Who squeezed the middle class? That, see, this is what I'm getting yeah. at. Who did that? Who? Was well, it immigrants and single moms on food stamps? Not so much so. I I'll can... tell you, one, 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 one group of people that were at fault, the middle class. Because instead of having that little lifestyle that we had, now everybody has to have two of those lifestyles because they get divorced. Right. So it doubles the cost immediately. you got that, two yeah. families. Yes. <laughs> these, these things do seem to go Yeah, you're right. Uh, the, 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 the bit, well, there, there are three big uh, things that vastly increased the cost of middle class life. One is, is medical care, and I'm not really going to get into that so much because while we had a great middle class life, my dad lived to be 49. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. So, like, I, you know, the, uh, something blew up in his brain. You know? oh. I mean, today we would have seen it coming in, like, only half of his brain. So he just would have been crippled instead of dead. But anyway, because <laughs> we made a lot of progress medically. Uh, so we get, my theory is we get a little something out of the increase in medical care. I'm not sure what. But housing has obviously gone insane, and education has gone insane. And a lot of that has to do with, we lived in a, you know, what was a, basically an inner city neighborhood, a close to downtown neighborhood that had good schools and was safe. 
that has gone away. Right. Now you either have to pay a fortune to send your kids to school or you have to move to some place that costs a fortune in order to have decent schools. And what is your feelings about the new economy? I mean, I was laughing the things you wrote in your book, but I'm, I would like to... Uh, you, you don't own any cryptocurrency. No, I don't, but yeah. I, I've had yeah. the same yeah. idea that you have about a Bitcoin, e and, it did pro you know, I'm probably missing the boat. Because, okay, the whole new economy, the whole digital economy, it's the product of the evil high school math club with weaponized slide <laughs> rules. <laughs> Really? That's yeah, it. definitely. You know, I mean, you think back 25, 30 years ago, and you look at the top 10 corporations in America, and you knew them. You, you knew what they did. They made stuff. Yeah. They provided services, and you used that stuff. They made Chevrolets. They made electricity. They made toothpaste and stuff. Now you look at the top corporations, and they make what? Money. Money. They, they, <laughs> exactly. they, right, it's money moving exactly. money. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, money and trouble. And, and trouble. trouble as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But, but again, to, I hate to keep harping on this point, but like it's the 10 year anniversary of the financial collapse. Mm -hmm. And we're headed for right who, for another one. Who was more at fault for that? Who was really fighting for the banks to be able to do whatever they want? And then after Obama got in, then we passed Dodd Frank and we reined them in again. And now. Trump gets in and get the shackles come off again. I, I don't see this off. as a, they're both equally responsible for the problems we have economically. Amen. But, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, no? Amen. But, well, a lot of it, though, has to do with us allowing our money into the hands of people who are a lot smarter than we are. Now, that's not usually how I describe Republicans. I mean, I am a Republican, I as know. you well know, and I vote for Republicans because Republicans have fewer ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we got the silly party and the stupid bit, party, on. and I, but, I go with the stupid but, party, I feel. But now the Republicans are they're getting a lot of ideas, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, so they're just not cut out for ideas. But to get back to the financial stuff, uh, you, you will find that it's a bipartisan group of very smart people over there who are tricking us. In 2008, they came up with this wonderful little package of mortgage things where you couldn't figure out whose house it was or who was living in it right. or where your money went or where your money was supposed to go. Right. And they said, trust us, you know, buy these. Now it's, to, to my mind, even worse. Now, we, now we've got these, the FANG corporations, Facebook, Amazon, so on, that uh, we just have no idea how they work or what they do. Yes, we do. You don't know how Amazon works? I, I don't think the next financial crisis is going <laughs> to come Am from Facebook. Am Amazon, Amazon is a glorified yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> how do you get yeah, to be the but, richest guy but, but in the entire <laughs> world by holding a glorified yard sale? By selling shit so people don't have to go to the look, store. Look, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, And people I, like it. Yes, yeah, people, they do. And, yeah. You know, people usually like what gets them in trouble. Uh, I, but, I think, I think and also real, undercutting the, the... People like drugs. The real issue isn't whether we will have another recession. We will. We will. Yeah. That's how business cycles work. Uh, the question is not whether, but when, right? The thing that I'm worried about is how screwed we are when it comes. Because right now, we have like... Eating the your pets. Really screwed. We <laughs> have, we have like... Who, think about who's leading our economic policy. You have the producer of the Lego Batman movie. You have, like, people who play economists on TV. Uh, and people who to are picking me, but... trade wars for no good reason and making everything we buy, including houses, in fact. I hear he's, he's going to ruin Christmas. 
He is going to ruin Christmas. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's an issue people can understand. I know. Trump ruined All Christmas. All of a sudden, the Nerf gun the will cost as Christmas. much as a real gun, so you have to get a real gun for your kids. But... You They're think, still you think made that, in you the think United States. Christmas could be depressed because of this, because of the yeah, tariff? Yeah, I think it's very That's possible. And dim sum could cost $1,000 a plate. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're running out of ways to retaliate. We don't but, really okay. have, we don't export but, enough to but, them. You know? the, the, the issue is that we have now placed tariffs on $250 billion worth of Chinese goods. And it's going to hit basically all of your favorite Christmas presents. Mittens, uh, computers, ugly baseball, neckties. Ugly, well, I don't know about ugly neckties. They might be on there. They might not socks. be. Uh, reptile skin jackets. All Paul Manafort takes there. a hit. It's actually going to improve. <laughs> and, and, so it's going to improve Christmas. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's trying to teach us the true meaning of Christmas, that it's about maybe loving one another. Look, yeah, well, you know, the Grinch, at the end of the Grinch, the Grinch has a change of heart, so who knows what will happen. Yeah. But the, the real problem is we've lost the ability to respond to these things. Interest rates are not high enough to be lowered in response to a crash. We have, we have, we have pissed away our ability to respond to a serious economic crash, and there's another one coming because the last one wasn't completely resolved. Actually, the, the bigger the, problem than, than monetary policy being uh, sort of crippled here is fiscal policy. Because yeah, we absolutely. just passed this enormous tax cut, absolutely. there are no yes, bullets and, left. And, and, and the, the deficit now is going to be a trillion dollars. That's just what we run up in a year. Remember... I, I didn't Remember when that was this. a lot of money? Remember when the Tea Party... Was very upset when Obama was running up deficits that were necessary to get us out of Bush's recession. You know, again, I have to say, what was it about Obama where it was intolerable? But it's they don't make. Where are they? Why aren't they in this thing? What's different about Obama? I can't think. Can't put my finger on it. When you think about the look, as you were talking about the way that the way that. For so many households, economic security has completely collapsed in the last few decades. That's not just this financial stuff. That's also the cost of housing and health care. Yeah. And, yeah. Tho- and those things... Housing is getting things, more expensive yes. because of the tariffs. We put tariffs on <laughs> lumber, on steel, okay. on but appliances, it's nothing to, on compared flooring. Compared to the price of... Uh, because the house okay. builders and the zoning regulations favor those who already own property. But I have a solution to all this. The zoning regulations are set at the local level. Exactly. It's not set by I Congress. Have a solution exactly. All That's why you need okay. to change them. Okay. Wait, at wait, the what does that have to do with anything we're talking about? Because that makes... Because it makes... It makes... a lot to do with your life if you can't afford a house, if you can't get on the housing ladder, because it's so expensive, and that is the reality. For okay, what's your solution, and then I want to... I was in question. Mogadishu, okay, and... Uh, Somalia. In Somalia, yeah, uh, and things had really, really no, you, fallen apart. You, yeah. you have been all yeah, over I have, the world. I, I have covered some of this stuff, and so I'm with this reporter who'd been in Somalia for six months and who knew his way around. So we go down to the market, we're surrounded by, by armed Somalis that we've hired to protect us, because you can't go anywhere without them. But even so, he is carrying a Glock 9mm, and he, we get down to the market in Mogadishu, and he pulls out this gun. I've never seen a reporter carry a gun in, in my life. And he, he holds it up in the air, and he racks around, big dramatic gesture, and I'm looking at him like, what? And he grins like a maniac, and he says, I call it the Visa card of the future. <laughs> <laughs> So that, okay, I think, I is get where it. we're going to be eating our pets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, th- this whole discussion makes me think that, you know, this word elite, yes. we, everyone hates elites. And we all, when you hear that word, have a different idea. And I right. think when, when you say elite, you're thinking of something completely different of what I'm th- When I hear elite, I think of Brett Kavanaugh. That's right. exactly who I think of. The, the guy who went to the 
asshole factory prep school, right? Which may or may not be why he thinks he can get away with doing anything. Who, you know, Heritage Foundation, all through this pipeline, you can be mediocre and still advance. That, to me, who, that's who the elites are. And I think when the Trump people talk about the elites, not that you're necessarily a Trump person, it's like some liberal arts professor at Oberlin. When Republicans use the word elite, Bill, they're think, referring to smart people. When Democrats think, right. use the word elite, they're referring to rich people. I mean, I, it really yeah, just kind of boils down to that. You're right. When I say and, elite, he, I mean, like, wise-ass <laughs> pundits who appear on TV. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I agree with that. We're all, we're, okay. we're all elite, but I think the most important thing is not who's in it, but the, but the elitism... Are you an elitist? Are you in favour of things that help the people at the top? Or are you in favour of policies that help working people? <laughs> That's again, elitist. Which party? Which party fills that criteria? But you've got to get over this Democratic Party, Steve. Both parties, honestly, you've got to understand, both parties have totally let people down for decades, and that's why we need something new. But this this is what makes me crazy about the politics. I I saw it this week with Kavanaugh. It's like everything with Trump world divides into two realities. Obvious truth and a crazy conspiracy theory. (laughs) Either, you know, either this... Look, That's right. We don't, we don't know. I thought about this a lot. We don't know exactly what happened in that room in 1982, and, and I did some research on this. Tra- trauma... <laughs> you traveled back in time no, no, no. Yeah. and had a beer? Yeah, but <laughs> trauma doesn't necessarily make you remember everything better, but also the fact that it was trauma. I'm pretty sure something happened in there that severely traumatized this woman. But they want us to believe that she, I don't know, traveled back in time from when she was 15 to fuck up Brett Kavanaugh's life? And put a witness in the room? And put a witness yeah. in the room. And the one asking for the FBI investigation. You know, to believe anything from Trump world, you have to, like, get into this... It's, it's like the it, Arab it, street. It's, it's bizarre. Like, Lying to the FBI, you go to, you go to jail. She's saying, I want to talk to the FBI. He's saying, and his friend is saying, no, I don't want to talk to the FBI. That should tell you everything you need to know. Well, <laughs> Republicans keep their eye on the ball, though. That's that's or some other part of the body. Yeah, very often. (laughs) Well, no, I I think what Republicans are doing is keeping their eye on their constituency. They put, you know, it started out as we're all about the rich people, but there there aren't enough rich people to get them elected, so we got to bring in the rubes. So let's throw out some gun stuff, but mostly let's throw out some God stuff, and then all the religious people flock around and they want abortion. That's what I mean, but that's the eye on the ball for them. Abortion, Brett Kavanaugh, Catholic. Come on, Catholics teach you, especially his upbringing, it's always wrong. You know he's going to get rid of Roe versus Wade. They know that, and it's everything about getting Brett Kavanaugh. And for Trump, there's a lot of conservative justices who might do that. There's only one who's on record saying you can't ever, ever go after a president when he's in office. For Trump, it really has to be this one guy. Which may be why they don't want to pull him. Right? I mean, there's, there's a long list of these right-wing be... uh, justices waiting in the wings. They could easily swap them out. There's a reason why they haven't. It's got Will to be... Will he make masturbation right? illegal? That's what worries me. Who? Kavanaugh. <laughs> I mean, because we're talking Catholicism here. It's not just abortion, you know? Well, he what? said in the hearings the birth control pills are abortifacients. They're, and they're not. I mean, you know, he doesn't even understand simple science. But that shows... But you know when you... You know when you... Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's when you talk like that and you use language like the rubes and all the rest of it, that honestly, that is exactly the reason... That, that he got Donald elected. He got elected. <laughs> you! <laughs> you caused it. Oh, my fault. It's well, all your fault. It, but you know that... You called them rubes feel... basket of deplorables. <laughs> right, like they would have voted for Hillary anyway. That's well, the right, biggest that's... bullshit thing. I hate <laughs> this idea well, that we can't talk about the two things they don't want us to say. Stupid and racist, even though check and check. <laughs> I'm tired of pretending. I am. They don't even vote their own economic interests. All right. But, but I want to ask one last question about how every time we seem to get to one of these things, these scandals or big news stories that the whole country's watching, it, it just makes us more divided. Yes. You see the people pushing away even further. And it's like the Republican Party is just becoming... OK, we see, you know, the 11 men, 11 older white men on the Judiciary Committee. It looks like the town elders who banned dancing on football. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I heard Ted Cruz this week. He's attacking Beto O'Rourke because he was in a rock band. My brother. Oh, my God. My brother. <laughs> what, what year are you no, people no, living in? And then I look at the statistics. We're becoming divided by party gender-wise. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be no women in the Republican Party. Uh, married women. Married women are about equal. I'll leave you to what you want to say about marriage based on that. But, Depends on but what single Mary women, talking about, yeah. I mean, they didn't even like Hillary that much, and she won 63 to 32 unmarried women of all races. We're dividing now by gender. Well, Wait we, a year. We've been divided by gender for a long time. Not, n- not as much as not, we are now. Right. I mean, but, but it is the but case that, like, since 1980, Americans women really have hate been each more other. likely to vote for <laughs> it. Comes right well, honestly, face it. I think the gender divide is big now. Wait a year until uh, Kavanaugh or Clone is on the Supreme Court and Roe is overturned. And we go back to, I mean, I'm old enough to remember a kid in my high school, a girl in my high school, who just stopped coming to school one day because she had died from, from becoming septic from an illegal abortion in, in 1967. 66, whatever. So you think if the Democrats get elected, suddenly Americans will love each other? I think if the no. if if no. this if this gets overturned, no. you got a gener- you got women <clears throat> who are under 40 who have no idea what it's like to live in a country where abort where where women who get abortions go to jail, it's not getting people who perform but they're not abortions. Go to jail. That's not going to happen. But they it's could not. chip away at it. There it's are no, num- there are a number happen. of cases that are working themselves through the lower courts at this point. All of these test cases from various red states that are trying to cut back on your ability to get abortion based on the number of weeks or whether the hospital has a like a a hallway that's wide enough or whatever. There are all of these test cases. I'm, that's, I'm not making but, that up. That's yeah, real. That's one of the rules. That's real. You know, there are all of these test cases working their way through the courts, and even if you don't end up overturning Roe v. Wade entirely, you're going to see this steady chipping away at abortion rights. And that's going to exacerbate that gender then, divide you're talking about. Trump was at one of his Daddy Needs Love rallies last night <laughs> in Las Vegas. I just want to, you know, again, all this talk about the Democrats are just as bad. He said, if the Democrats win, you can have rampant crime, totally unlimited immigration, and the collapse of the economy and the collapse of Medicare. One party, certainly this one president, just pulls shit out of his ass (laughs) and says anything. That alone should tell you there is a difference. You know, if you've raised toddlers, and I have... You heard, there's really no mystery about Donald Trump. No. There really is no mystery. I'm going to get to it Big right old now. Toddler. All right. Thank you, panel. It's time for New Rules. All right. All right. New Rules. 
Christie's Auction House, which calls this 1972 David Hockney painting one of the great masterpieces and says it encapsulates the essence of the tremendous complexity that exists within human relationships, has to admit it could just be a guy trying to tell his brother, dinner's ready. <laughs> New Rule, instead of arguing about Ernie and Bert's sex life, I mean... They're obviously lesbians. <laughs> we have to answer the real question. Why don't they have jobs? <laughs> Bob builds, Dora explores, Thomas pulls a train. Ernie and Bert are just two idiots who hang out. <laughs> Is there money in that? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> New rule, old married couples have to decide which makes them more happy, treating their erectile dysfunction or getting a reverse mortgage. <laughs> close to the bone. Be, be, close to the bone. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. Because according to the pictures I see in magazines, I can't stop from coming to the house. The level of satisfaction is exactly the same. Erectile dysfunction, reverse mortgage. Erectile dysfunction, reverse mortgage. Maybe you're one of those couples that enjoys the beach. Erectile dysfunction drugs make the beach awesome. You know what else does? Getting a reverse mortgage. New rule, if Roger Stone wants to be taken seriously, he must stop dressing like a Batman villain. <laughs> this look doesn't say political consultant. It says my umbrella sprays purple knockout gas. <laughs> New rule, the two people at every crowded party who decide the best place to stand and talk is in the doorway must be followed just to see if they're the same assholes who block the intersection when my light turns green. <laughs> and finally, new rule, now that the 25th Amendment, the one about removing a president who's incapacitated, keeps popping up in the news, someone has to explain to me if it was written specifically for this guy, then who is it for? <laughs> According to Bob Woodward's book, Trump's lawyers told Robert Mueller that Trump could not testify because he was incapable of telling the truth. This is what Sling Blade's lawyer argues when he's... <laughs> when he's accused of murder, my client is incompetent to stand trial. Now, I know everyone by now knows that Trump is a narcissist, but we have to stop treating that like it's an unfortunate personality tick and start treating it like what it is, a serious and dangerous mental illness. <laughs> Trump... <laughs> Trump likes to tag everything with, in history, 
He did it again this week. We have the greatest economy ever in the history of our country. It's always bullshit, but in this one area, he really might be the most extreme case of narcissistic personality disorder in history. (laughs) Nixon was bad. At the end, he was talking to the White House paintings. But Trump thinks the paintings are talking to him. When Trump masturbates, he fantasizes about himself masturbating. This isn't a quirk, like having a fear of clowns or calling your wife mommy. It's in the big book of crazy. Trump sets off a hundred bombs a week and we chase all of them, but all his flaws are really outgrowths of one thing. If there was a nutrition label on his ass, it would... It would say 35% fat, 65% narcissistic personality disorder. It all comes from that. Narcissism is why he has no empathy. His first thought after the planes hit the towers on 9-11 was, now my building is the tallest. Mm. (laughs) His whole life is the old joke about the doctor who tells his patient, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news, you only got a week to live. The good news, you see my nurse, I'm banging her. (laughs) It's an old joke. You'll get over it. Narcissism is why Trump can be a traitor and think he's a patriot. Because it's like what JFK said. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for me. Narcissism is why our government is now so corrupt. Because the only quality that matters is being an unbearable suck-ass to Trump. No president has ever consulted more widely or talked with more people from more backgrounds to seek input about a Supreme Court nomination. Oh. Please, you had him at presidents cannot be prosecuted. No... Narcissism is why we have a foreign policy based entirely on whether or not when our leader meets your leader, he thinks they like him. He said about President Xi, I like him, and I believe he likes me a lot. Oh, I hope so. Maybe you guys can watch The Notebook together and braid each other's hair. Same thing with Putin. He said, I hope I like him. I hope he likes me. (laughs) And then there's his buddy in North Korea. I just came on stage and I was told that Kim Jong-un said some terrific things about me. Great. Maybe he'll sign your tits. all you got to do is say something nice. Donald Trump is the world's cheapest date. He likes me. I like him. Who knows what's going to (laughs) happen? Like what? You're going to (laughs) fuck? Who cares whether other heads of state like ours? 
These other leaders are laughing at him. As if Putin is in the Kremlin going, oh, I hope he likes me. <laughs> I would poison myself if I thought Donald Trump didn't like me. <laughs> Take selfie of me. I send it to Trump. <laughs> and, most chillingly, narcissism is why Trump is so stupid. The president of the United States, the planet's most powerful human in a data-driven world full of shifting information, can never learn anything. Narcissism makes you unteachable. You can't correct him because that would mean he was wrong, and that's impossible. He's infallible like the Pope or Oprah. Trump's brain is like a cell phone with a full mailbox. You can call, but you can't leave a message. All right, it's our shower. I'll be at the Mirage again in Vegas, October 26 and 27 at the Castle Theater in Gahalui, Hawaii, December 30th, and at the Blaisdell in Honolulu on New Year's Eve. I want to thank Tom Hartman, Catherine Rampell, Steve Hilton, P.J. O'Rourke, and Michael Moore. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.